Hey everybody, Ryan Dobson here. Welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. Thanks for being here. I'm sorry it has been a while. I know I said by any unforeseen incidences, I would be back in a week. Uh, let's see. Since then, we've had two car accidents, one lawsuit, a dog in the vet. Oh, there was something else. Big. Food poisoning? But did I have that before? I don't know. Food poisoning, two car accidents, one lawsuit, one dog in the vet since I've seen you last. Um, Laura and Lucy got hit by a car, and then uh, they decided to tell the insurance company that we hit them with the side of our car in the front of their car. So we drove into the front of their car with the side of our car. That was what was told to the insurance company. So hired a lawyer and went back and forth, and guess what? They're going to pay for it, which is really, really nice. Super stoked. Thank you all for being here. Let's dive into Rebel Parenting. Uh, since we talked last, I'm writing a kid's book, a book on raising kids called Rebel Parenting. It will not be a general. It will be a very specific, and it's on kids. So let's talk about just this is a mindset. So the mindset behind Rebel Parenting, behind all the things that we do here, is becoming the best person slash parent we can be for our individual children. If you've got more than one, you will have to learn to be two people, essentially. If your kids have different personalities and temperaments, which they probably do, you will have to learn how to be the best parent you can be for each individual child. And again, as I said last time, this is a get to versus have to. Uh, I was just somewhere recently. What did the guy look like? And he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? Where was I? Waffle House. I was at Waffle House. Uh, and I said, I'm going back to work. And he said, I'm sorry. And I said, not me. I get to go to work. And that's a big deal. I do get to go to work. I get to pay for the bills for my family and I get to do insurance and all the things that allow me to live a successful lifestyle because I get to go to work. Um, and this is the thing with kids. I get to be a better person. I get to be a better parent. I get to learn new things to impact their lives in the greatest possible way I can to influence them in the most profound way I can is a get to not a have to. Now, listen, here's the truth. You don't have to, you can just be a lump of dirt and do nothing and see how your kids turn out. Or you can put the work in, put the investment in the time and the grind and be the best possible parent you can be, because that's the fastest way to a great relationship with your children. It's the fastest way to a great relationship with your children. And I think we all want that. We want to pass on our faith, our values, and have a great relationship with our kids throughout their lives. From the terrible twos to the teens to the young adults into adulthood, I want to be around my kids for the rest of my life. And that is where the get to versus have to comes into play. So I've got a chapter called Magic Words Don't Work dot, 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 except they do because they do. It will change the relationship with your kids. If you tell them you love being their parent, if you tell them what a treat and a joy it is to be their parent, especially when you don't feel like it, especially when you're tired, but when they go out of their way or do anything that's above and beyond what a normal child would do in that moment, that's when you dive in, man, how cool, what a great thing it is to be your dad. I love seeing you grow up. My goodness. What an incredible kid you are. That's the get to versus have to. I love being your parent. Kids need to hear that. They need to hear it. You start thinking of yourself as a boss and your kids as employees. And if you were an employee of you, if you were the boss of you, 
Would you love working for you or would you hate it and quit? That's the thing you got to ask yourself. How do you talk to yourself? Like what's that inner monologue going? What's that inner dialogue going? Are you just beating yourself up 24 hours a day? Because if you are, that will come out with your kids. It'll come out with your wife or, or husband. It will. Start learning to be better to yourself. The Lord died for you like he did for everybody else. He loves you so much that he died for you like everybody else. Therefore, act like it. Act like it. Man, I'm a child of the king. It's amazing. Isn't it awesome? The Lord loves me, thinks about me, does special things for me, plans things out in advance for me. Says, I have a plan for you. A plan to prosper you, not to harm you. He's thought about the advance. He's thought about the future for you. You can do that with your kids. I'm looking out ahead of you. I'm thinking about things for your future and I'm planning great things for those. That's the get to versus have to. Let me give you an example of this. Being around your kids. Spend time near your children in whatever way it is. This is going to come into play better when they're in junior high and high school, when they start hitting that isolation phase. That's the other thing. Predictive behavior. Predictive behavior. When kids hit around two, they start feeling autonomous. They start understanding that they're an individual. They start saying things like no and mine. If you can predict that and you know it's coming, it won't be a shock to you when it does. And you'll go, oh, this is expected behavior. Instead of going, oh, I wasn't expecting this and now I don't like it. I expected you to say no and mine and to fight with us over things like that. I'm expecting this. Therefore, my emotions drop down. I be remain calm, collected, a good parent handle the situations. Now, junior high, high school comes when they start shutting their doors all the time, the isolation. I did it. You did it. We all do it. When those times come, hang out with your kids, hang out in their room. I'm telling you how much time I spend on my son's bed while he yells at his friends playing video games. I do it all the time because here's the golden nugget of truth. Kids will tell you everything if you'll listen to everything. You understand that? Kids will tell you everything. You want to know what's going on in their life, what's going on at school, relationships, friends, what they think, what they feel, you know, what they think about the future, fears, hopes, dreams, all those things. They will tell you every last sentence if you listen to everything else. Okay? You're going to have to put up a, with a whole lot of nonsense to get to the gold, but that's a get to versus half. You don't have to listen to your kids, but you can you get to listen to your kids. How many conversations have I had with my son about Roblox or Fortnite or the arguments his other friends get into? My goodness, I'm telling you, it's more than 90% of what comes out of his mouth has, it's not that it has no interest to me. I want to know everything about my kid, but this isn't going to impact me or make my life better or worse. It's just blah, blah, blah. Most of what they say at this age is blah, blah, blah. I'm you know, what I was going to say is about 90% of what comes out of his mouth doesn't matter to me. It all matters to me. But hearing about his friend's squabbles or who owned who in Call of Duty or whatever, my goodness, here's the truth. I don't care. I don't. But I do care about that 4 or 5% where he tells me important things that I'm not going to tell you now because that would be a violation of trust. I'm telling you that 4 or 5% is worth hearing the drivel. 
I'm telling you, it's worth it. That will build your relationship so much because it's like my, your kid's looking at you going, my goodness, I talked to my parents about everything. That's right. Everything. It can't just be, tell me the important things. Tell me the deep things. Tell me, you know, the hurts, the pains, the dreams. You can't just only get that. You're going to get all of it. But they'll tell you everything if you listen to everything. All of it. To get to versus have to. And that's a relationship builder. Listening is a relationship builder. Letting your kids just talk and talk and talk without interjecting, without giving advice, without coaching up. But just let them talk. Talking is amazing. Listening to them is amazing. You can find out all kinds of things. By the way, this is another one too. I struggled at this when I was, uh, when Lincoln was a little bit younger. He would tell me things about his friends, whether they were doing good things or bad things. And that I would want to direct his life to hang out with better kids versus quote unquote worse kids. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. They're going to like who they like. Their friends are going to be who their friends are. But you can have a better, more impactful relationship in their lives than all of their friends. You're worried about their friend's influence? Goodness gracious, worry about your own influence over your kids. Because if you're not spending time with them, if you're not listening to them, if you're not intentional around them, they will go to someone else. In fact, they'll go to anyone else. Dads and moms of daughters, I'm telling you, you don't pay attention to your daughters. Guess where they're going to go? Boys. You don't want that to happen? Then start working and building the relationship. Get to versus have to. You get to do this. And it will be so rewarding and so fulfilling the longer and longer you it goes and the more investment you put into your kids' lives. I mean, the stuff that my kids tell me now and the conversations we have, I could never have dreamed of with a 15-year-old and an almost 10-year-old. Goodness gracious, what do they have to say? Everything. All kinds of stuff. And their language will change around you as well. The more into their lives you are, the more into your life they will be. I was upstairs earlier. I was telling my kid uh, I was going to go record a show. And he said, how's your work day going today? I was like, you know, it's going pretty good. He was like, oh, great. And by the way, when he asks me that, I can tell him anything. But when I'm like, you know, it's going good today. He goes, oh, that's good. And it helps him feel more secure and more grounded and more solid in life. When I'm doing bad, I go, man, I had a tough day today. I made a bunch of phone calls and, you know, didn't get a lot of answers, whatever it is. Oh, okay. And everything's fine. Oh, all right, all right, all right. You know, telling kids, being age appropriately honest with them will build that relationship. When you are struggling, Fuller Youth Institute based out of Southern California did a long longitudinal study called sticky faith. How do you get your faith, your belief in Jesus to stick to your kids? The most effective tool you can use as a parent after this incredible study, one of the biggest ones you can use is telling kids, your kids, when you've blown it, when you've made a mistake, when you've fouled up. Uh, I recorded a, a program a while back and I made a huge mistake on it. Uh, and I had to pay the price for it. I lost the recording day of money. I had to re-record it. I gave them a discount because it was my fault, uh, which means I lost money on the second round, all those things. But I've talked to my kids about it. Oh, today I was in the studio and I forgot to hit this button and this thing happened and it really caused me a ton of problems and we had to call the guest again. Ugh. 
And they look at me like, oh, how did you feel? What were you doing? Were you afraid? Did your boss get mad at you? All those things, all those questions came up. It's because I've asked them questions and they understand how to ask questions, what a conversation is. And we talk about those things. And then, you know, when I go in the studio again, hey, you know, did you write a checklist, you know, to make sure the thing doesn't happen again? Yes, that's true. I did do that. Yeah, that's how I'm going to do it next time. I wrote a list down, so I make sure I, I hit all my buttons and I cross all my T's and dot all my I's, all that stuff. You know, telling your kids when you blow it, when you sin, and it's age appropriate. You snap at your wife, you apologize to her, and you go to your kids. Hey, you know what? I'm really sorry. I blew it today. I talked to mommy this way, and I shouldn't have done that, and it hurt her feelings, and I'll bet it hurt yours, and it didn't help our relationship, and I'm really going to try to not do that again, and I just want you to know how sorry I am. That sets them up for success because it says everybody fails in life. Everyone fails. We fail all the time, all day, 24-7, 365. We fail. We make mistakes and fail. You know, while Laura did get hit by a car... Uh, I was pulling into a parking lot and I had on my new torture device, my new brace that stretches my finger. And it's made out of this plastic material that you can hear if you're only listening to this. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, and I was uh, turning my steering wheel with my right hand because I'm right-handed. And the plastic slipped and I scratched someone's fender. Yeah, so stoked. So, so ultimately stoked. Had to tell the fam. Oh, what happened? What'd you do? I had to wait. A couple came out. It was a rental car. That's a huge deal. You know, the rental car company might charge me for the days they lose renting that car. Here's what else I know. The scratch was so small. They're not going to get it fixed. They're going to re-rent that car, but they'll make me pay whatever it would cost to get that scratch fixed. Even though when they sell that car, the scratch won't be fixed when they sell it. They're going to pocket the money. They're going to pocket the money for the days uh, I, they couldn't rent that car, which they could rent it the next day if they want to. Etc. 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 Was anybody there? Nope. Could I have left? Sure. Did I do it? Nuh-uh. Did it cost us money? Yes. But it's the right thing to do. And you can tell them, you know what? I was really tempted. That scratch wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal to them. It wasn't any big deal to me. I'm not getting my truck fixed. There's nothing wrong with it. I could have left. Actually, I wanted to. I didn't want to get caught. I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want to call my insurance. I don't want my insurance premiums to go up. But guess what? You got to do the right thing even when it stinks. Even when it's tough, you got to do the right thing. You can do that with your kids and it will say, oh, so my parents feel like doing the wrong thing too. Oh, okay. So when I feel that way, it's normal. Yeah, it's totally normal, but you don't have to act on that feeling. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's why I'm talking to you. Do you understand that? This is the greatest time in your kids' lives when they're growing up in your home Make it safe, make it comfortable, be around them, talk to them, listen to them. It's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, Rebel Parenting, we are going to do this. You're going to have a great family. You have a great relationship with your kids. And I'm going to give you one last tip before we go. We're going to start doing short shows. I watched a movie with my family. It is so good. Christmas time, there are so many great Christmas movies out there. There's one that just came out. Look at the poster over here. Uh, it is called Claws. It actually is spelled Klaus, K-L-A-U-S. And it is kind of an origin story of Santa Claus. It is a beautiful, beautiful animated movie. I watched it with Lucy Lincoln and Laura. My son was 
stunned at how great the animation was. We've talked about it numerous times since then. Uh, you know me. Uh, I cry at the drop of a hat. And I'm telling you, the end of this movie, I cried so hard. In fact, both kids were like, Dad, he's crying. And Mom's like, yeah, he does that. By the way, I do that. Do you know why? Because it makes them feel more comfortable when they feel the need to cry. And who cares? It's an outpouring of emotion. It's an emotion the Lord gave me. It was such a beautiful movie, I was moved to tears. I got nothing wrong with that. In fact, I tell you when I truly got over the embarrassment, quote-unquote, shame of showing emotion. I was in a self-enrichment uh, class. It was a four-day, all-day intensive. And I got paired up. Uh, I got partnered up with two other people. Uh, and it was a very strange way to be partnered up. I'm telling you, um, it grows you quickly. And I got partnered up with a woman, uh, a young woman who was separated from her husband. And I got uh, paired up with, partnered up with uh, a Vietnam vet. And that vet harassed me about showing emotion for four days. Well, for three days. Uh, he would call me a sissy and I mean, all kinds of stuff. And I laughed it off because, bro, who are you? You got no impact on my life. And I learned a long time ago, just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. And I just let it roll off my back. I don't know how. I, I, I used to be a whole lot angrier, but this one wasn't that big of a deal. And about three days in, we were out to dinner, the three of us, because we had an assignment to do. And uh, I don't know what I was talking about. Maybe one of my kids and I got a little choked up and he made a snide comment. I'm telling you, that girl who had to be, I don't know, 22, 24, she jumped all the way down his throat with both feet. She's like, how dare you? You got to shut up and just start screaming. The restaurant goes silent. I was like, what is going on? I'm not even upset. And she's like, I'm getting a divorce because my husband can't show emotion. How dare you try to stifle this guy's mouth? Just on and on and on and on. And he had palms up. He was like, I'm so sorry. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't know how to share emotions. I'm totally envious, but it's super embarrassing for me. And that's my response is to make fun of people that do it. And she was like, how dare you? The thing you want to do, you're trying to keep him from, you know, all these things. Hey, you know what? That gave me the permission to be who I am and to cry when I cry. Who cares? But I'm telling you, you got to watch this movie. It's on Netflix. Um, it's in the theaters and Netflix, as I'm seeing now. It's called Claws, K-L-A-U-S. It is a beautiful, beautiful story. I think your family's going to love it. Definitely hit me up. You can uh, email me, help at rebelparenting.org. Go straight to me and nobody else. Tell me what you thought of the movie. Uh, I'll be sending a newsletter out very shortly. If you've not signed up for the newsletter, please go to rebelparenting.org. Sign up for it. We're going to continue on in this series on how to raise kids better. And it's going to be about self-improvement. The better you can be, the better parent you will be for your kids. And it's awesome. It's, for some reason, my voice sounds angry, but I'm not. I'm, I'm smiling because it has worked so well with me and my family. And I know it will with yours. Stay patient. Stay humble. Stay on your knees in prayer. The Lord is always faithful. He will not let you down. God bless. I'm going to record an extra one of these, so I will see you next week, uh, even if I do get hit by a car, because I'm just going to record them and upload them. This is too much fun. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.